Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we've got an awesome show this week. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about spoilers, uh, but uh, something unexpected happened last weekend. I did well at Magic the Gathering. Well, mostly. Last weekend was the SCG Open in Dallas, and uh, I played. Uh, Stephen did not. He had oh, oh. some partying obligations. <laughs> um Played Green White Devotion and made day two and wound up 44th. Cool $100 check coming in the mail. Wish it was more, uh, but we'll talk about that. I pretty much played Sam Black's exact list from his SCG article uh, from last week. Uh, I did wind up going with two Glare of Heresy in my sideboard. I did not run Hunt the Hunter in my sideboard because it just seemed like really weak when... You know, Glare of Heresy seemed like it would deal with a lot more stuff that would actually beat me. Uh, so I ran that. Um, did you play a Johnny Steadfast? No, I did not, actually. Oh. Um, I just ran Satessin Tactics as my Mirror Breaker. And I have, I mean, I have Nylea and Teamer Sabretooth main deck. So I wasn't really, like, it didn't wind up being a big deal. Anyway, man, my day, okay, so my day started out. Round one, I play against Blue-Black Control. And we go to time and we draw. Right? It was a 1-1-1 one, one, one situation. It was game three. Went to time. Draw. Truth be told, uh, no clue what I played against round two. I feel like it was something like red-white aggro that was just too fast for me, and I didn't wind up seeing my masteries the whole game. Uh, so I lost to that. Round three, I play against Mardu. And this is where I started to think that maybe the day could still break my way. I win game one. He wins game two. We go to game three. We go to time. We're in turn four of extra turns. And my opponent has an outpost siege on dragons. Right? He has a butcher of the horde. And he has six other creatures. He swings with his team. I block almost everything. All told, after blocks, I'm at six life. How many creatures did I say he had besides Butcher of the Horde? Six. Right. He's like, okay, and as my creatures die, I'm going to deal one damage to your Pelucranos. One damage to your Cursor. He started killing my creatures! He killed... I was like, okay. And I'm like, and I guess the rest will go to my head, right? He's like... Nope, I'm going to deal one damage to that Elvish Mystic. I'm going to... I was like, all right. And I was like, my hands were going for the scoop. Like, I was ready to scoop because I saw the win on the board. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to scoop, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I should just wait and see what he does. And I'll be damned if he didn't just start hitting my creatures. And I was like, turn five. I was like, I'll draw my card and extend my hand for the draw. Good draw. 
<laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah, so uh, I was o one and two to start the day, and typically you need to be, have a seven and two record if it's a clean break to make day two at a at an open. Well, my record, though, I mean, I only had one loss, you know? I was only one point away from that. And I know that, like, on tie breaks, if an X1 and 2 were to make day 2, all the X1 and 2s would make day 2. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just keep playing because uh, John Trout, one of the judges and one of our friends, uh, was staying with me that night at my dad's house. And you missed out on some really great homemade pizza, by the way. Boo. Anyway. Uh, so I was stuck there all day regardless of my record so I was going to keep playing probably past four you know four non-wins now the thing is the non-wins never came (laughs) I won six straight matches at this point I can barely remember what I played against I know I played against so I'm in the double draw bracket you know so I played against a ton of control. I played against Soul Tie Control, Blue Black Control. Um, I played against Green White Devotion Mirror. I must have played, I think, three or four matches against Control, and they were the matchups. I love. Let me just say, I love playing a deck where I'm just like, let me play Control all day. Like I'm like the deck that I don't fear Control with is just a great deck to be able to play. Yeah, green mid range deck. <laughs> It's like mono creatures. It's the funny. It's like the one thing you would think would be the worst deck against control. And I was just so amazing against them all day. Mastery is just, you, you just sneak it in. Like you just get it in under their, under their counter spells. And, and then post sideboard, it gets even better, man, because you know, they have, some of them have negate main deck. They definitely have negate out of the sideboard and they're trying to counter your mastery. So when you go turn to fleece main lion, you're just like under their, you're under their counter spells. It is just, oh, it's just such a great deck. I was so happy with it. So anyway, six straight wins. I go six, one and two on the day and I make day two in 60th place. And it wasn't even and 19. I was 20 points to end the day. 19 points even made it. So uh, 74 players total made day two. And uh, we do have the day two metagame breakdown pulled up. Um, I was only one of four green white devotion decks that made day two which I'm kind of surprised about because I thought the deck would be way more represented. Kind of really glad I didn't bring an altar of the brood. Um, <laughs> I saw that. You texted me that. I texted you those the picture of the three foil ones just to scare you. Troll um, me, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I did have Ryan buy them for me from Common Ground Games. So, so I have them. You know, it's not like I wasn't considering it. I was. I was considering it. And, you know, in, in a in a world of, you know, more than four of those decks making day two, yeah, it might have been really, really good. But I'll be honest, you know, I had a blue-black control deck try to bring in Grind Clock against me. And I didn't fear it for a second. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't scary. Now, I think that they just had the wrong map. I mean, like, I think it's more of a mirror thing. Yeah. I don't think it's for the blue-black control sideboard against this deck. I don't think that's what they want at all. Um, they want more Perilous Vaults if they're not already one, running four. Um, and Negates. I think that's pretty much what you want. And and, and and maybe, I don't know, Crux of Fate, but I don't know. 
not they don't want grind clock. I can tell you that as the green white devotion player that if I'm playing against green white and I see a grind clock, okay, I might sweat a little because neither one of us are killing the other one before that thing can do its work. Um, but against blue black control, no way. It's, it's a waste. It's a waste of a of a slot in your deck that you could have had like removal or something. Yeah. But um, but anyway, I didn't wind up going with that. Kind of glad I didn't. Uh, looks like Jeskai Aggro and Abzan Midrange were the most represented decks uh, on the day. Um, Abzan Aggro had seven decks in the uh, in the top uh, 64, one of which I beat on day two. I went 3-3 three, three on day two, so not hot. Um, I lost to Red-White Aggro that was just way too fast for me. I lost to uh, Green-Red I mean, it must have been uh, just a green... Yeah, it was green-red aggro. Yeah, I guess so, because there's four of them listed here. So, yeah, green-red aggro. Flyers. Flyers were my death. You know, this is the funniest thing. You know what sideboard card I want the most in my sideboard? <laughs> guess. I know. Dromoka. No. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm thinking about cutting a Pelucranos for one Dromoka and just going down to three Pelucranos. I had three Genesis Hydras, and I mm -hmm. didn't miss the fourth one all day. In fact, mm. I, I sideboarded them out a lot, because yeah. they're just not great against aggro. Oh, they're um, too slow, yeah. Yeah, they're just too slow. I wound up siding a lot of those out. Um, Dromoka could be good, but Windstorm, dude, of all things, I want Windstorm in my sideboard. No. <laughs> it's, no, I'm, no, screw you, Steven. I know what I want for that deck, and I'm telling you right now, two copies of Windstorm in the sideboard would have been amazing. Because uh, Storm Breath, you've always got five mana when a Storm Breath comes down, right? It's, Just it's, it's, play Arbor Colossus. No, no, no. Nah. <laughs> Why not? That seems much better. There's too many of them, man. I don't know. I, cause I, I got okay. I got totally blown out by the four-one flying phoenix and the two-two phoenixes. Um, yeah, Arbor Colossus blocks those all day. And and, and, um, and that yeah, deck has no way to kill it. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. Okay. And it's a creature, so it doesn't muck up your plan of. Yeah, you can manifest it. Yeah. You're right. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> no windstorm, but man, I'll be damned. But Thank but, it you. but it doesn't stop Hornet Queen. No, that's true. Windstorm takes out Hornet Queen, too. Were people playing that? I didn't play against Mono Green Devotion all day, but I imagine that if Mono Green... I mean, Mono Green Devotion's playing it. I feel like anyone that's playing Mono Green Devotion switched to either Green Red or Green White Devotion. Or maybe Green yeah. Black. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Not a single copy of just the Mono Green in the top uh, in day two at all. I mean, what, what advantage do you have being Mono Green? I don't think any anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. because I really love the deck, and I wish that uh, I wish there was a good reason to play it, but there just isn't. Like no, mastery is too good. Yeah, you're giving up way too much. Mastery is so good. Like it was just the best feeling, just being able to stick a mastery against control, and then just playing at instant speed. Just playing control. I was playing green white control at that point, because I'm playing everything at instant speed. And it was just ridiculous, man. It was so good. Going forward, I think... Okay, so like I said, I think you could cut a Pelucranos. I think you could. I don't like that move. I would. Oh, you're already running three Genesis Hydra. I am. 
I'm, I think three. I think cutting a Pelucranos, and I don't think I'm crazy about the the Teamer Sabretooth, to be honest with you. Um, I think mm. I would. I think I would cut that for like a Dramoka. Oh, oh, and you know the other card that I actually think would be really good for the deck, Wingmate Rock. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that when you're talking about flyers, but yeah, yeah, Wingmate Rock. I, I, I was very close to throwing that in as a one of. Um, double white's a little. It's actually, I'm lying. Double white isn't tricky at all. You can hit double white, no problem with that deck. Anyone who tells you you can is lying. Although you're gonna be bummed when you manifest that thing. It's just. A, oh, it's oh, it's it's oh, it's when it enters the battlefield. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's the rage. It's been there. That's right. When it enters the battlefield, if a creature attacks, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I manifested masteries and reclamation sages all day, so it's whatever. I mean, that's. I mean, that's actually the one reason why Hornet Queen doesn't get played in that for in that build, because. Uh, yeah, a two-two flyer, a two-two death touch flyer for seven isn't good. I guess the main takeaway is just that I think maybe this is something like just Dallas in particular because I remember this happening like one other time with the open. Yeah. That I think the meta here moves like, like a week or two more slowly than you would expect. Well, this is I, a I, this I think is an just aggro. This is yeah. an aggro meta. Like, like we live in an aggro geographic region. People That's like true. to play Jeskai aggro. People like to play red white aggro. Jeskai aggro. Ag- <laughs> Jeskai aggro is the most played deck on day two, which is yeah. Crazy. Jeskai aggro, red white aggro, and mono red aggro were like a third of the field. Mm-hmm. Day two, just like you would expect, and this is what I've been saying the whole time. You know. Um, that's just what people people do, man. Just, I, I I know, but I mean, it just it, green white is demonstrably, I think, the best deck. I can't believe there's only two copies of blue black control in day two. That's what I was expecting. So like, okay, so like, I think I tweeted like before the tournament, like, yeah, I can't play, but if you're going, either tune green white for the mirror, play mono red, uh, play blue black control, or play Sultai. I was like, that's like, I just thought that that would be the meta, and it was just like, nah, just just the aggro you'd normally see. <laughs> Yep. It's <laughs> just like, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and, and abs and mid-range, which I don't understand why people are still playing that right now. Siege Rhino is yeah. a good good card, and all the cards in the deck are really good. So, like, you could just play that for the entire standard season and not ever do poorly because it's like, you're not going to really go wrong with Thoughtseize, Hero's Downfall, abs and Charm, and Siege Rhino in your deck. Right, <laughs> Plus Courser right. and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't want to show up to a tournament playing that deck right now. Yeah. I think that's the one thing you could have benefited from uh, in terms of practicing beforehand. It's just that green white is like, you got to play like a master not to draw with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, yeah. I mean, like after those first couple rounds, I got a feel for the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, now, man, the, so the one thing that I did, so I was eight, two and two going into round 13 played against Jeskai Agro. game three. We're both at three life. I've got Whisperwood Elemental and, like, four other creatures. They have a Stormbreath Dragon out. I think they got me down to three life. And I was like, well, if he has a Burn Spell, he has it. He casts End Hostilities. And I pick up my creatures and look at the Whisperwood Elemental in my hand. And I go, oh, yeah, that's what that card's in the deck for. Mm. And the next turn, he dropped a Manus Rider and swung it and killed me. Now, previously, whenever anyone points removal at the Whisperwood Elemental, do you sack in response just to get in the habit of whenever it dies, you sack in response? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just it was just a it was just a big mistake. It was just a glaring mistake that I made. I just grabbed my creatures, you know, 
They, I mean, smart kid played to his outs. His outs were to cast and hostilities and have me misplay, and I did. Mm. So you know, I, I'm 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 never gonna do it again. But <laughs> uh, but it's it you know it sucks that I did it. I was still like, you know, you know me definition of 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 cool in terms of like being professional i was just like yep you got it man good games shook the hand and you know didn't complain i did it to myself you know i needed i needed to slow down i needed to just slow down remember my things and and get it done but i didn't so uh i did find out though that that player finished in 17th place so I it was only a hundred dollar mistake hmm. instead of a two hundred and twenty five dollar mistake. Well, that's good. <laughs> if the rest of the day would have went the same way it went for him, you know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was just like okay, all right. But uh, but yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Um, I beat Mono Red Aggro in the last round though, so so that was good. That felt good. I finished up nine four and two on the weekend, you know. Overall, I'm happy. You know, obviously, always wish that you could do better. Always wish you could take full advantage of that opportunity and get there. Uh, but I didn't, you know. So, it is what it is. But I love I love the deck. I think the deck survives. Do you think the deck survives post-Dragons? Are you kidding? No, they, like, printed cards to make it even better. Like, it looks like they weren't sure after Fate Reforged, like, in their, te- I guess, future Future League or whatever, whether, like, Whisperwood Elemental was good enough. And it looks like they printed a whole bunch of creatures that, like, <laughs> like made, like enabled it even more to add <laughs> even more value to it. So I'm just like, okay. Well, yeah, good. like, we need even more region. It's well, good, uh, good. still, I think it's still going strong. Good, because I pretty much sold out of everything that wasn't that deck. <laughs> oh, no, you'll be able to continue playing it. Yeah, good, good, good. So, yeah, so... I, I've I've been feeling like this for a while. I've kind of been feeling like I've been close to a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, like keep making top eight of like the smaller events around here. Like I made the top eight of the PPTQ, made the top eight of the GPT. Like, I just keep I keep doing really well in these events, but I'm not. I'm I haven't I haven't won one in a while. The last one I won was um, the GPT for. Uh, for GP Albuquerque, which was like, mm-hmm. you know, a year and a half ago or something. Um, but I, but I've, I feel like my performances have, I had about, oh man, almost a whole year of just nothing to mention in terms of like results. Um, but I really do feel like I've turned that around. Uh, unfortunately, you know, me and Steven did the math and I would have had to go five oh well, actually I would have had to go six oh to on day two to make top eight. Uh, I would have had to just keep the hot streak going and go straight up just 12 and 0 after an 0-1-2 2 start, you know, so, so not, not entirely likely, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my performance and it's encouraging going forward and especially standard, you know, Especially with the, what we were talking about the last couple of weeks about how we weren't excited about standard mm-hmm. and about and about my how my head was not in standard for like almost the last two months uh, to pick up a standard deck and to just just go to have a great performance with a standard deck uh, it reignites my 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 passion for the format uh, reignites my confidence in the format and just 
and my confidence as a player. So it, it was a great experience, and I'm just glad that I was able to put up a result that, uh, while it's not the best result I could have hoped for, it's one I'm ultimately happy with. Uh, the things I did wrong, I've learned from, and uh, the things I did right, I'm really proud of. So, so cool, you know? Good stuff, good times. I think our next event we'll be playing in is the Hunter Burton Memorial Tournament in Fort Worth in two weeks, and that's also standard. Uh, so, and that's week one of Dragons. So, uh, gonna have to <laughs> come up with some cards quick and come up with a new list. What are you thinking you'll play? Week one, I know you like to play goofy decks. You think you're going to go back to Warriors? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. So, no, Warriors was week one of, uh, of cons. cons. I played Marty right. Warriors week one. Right. Um, week t- week one of Fate Reforged, I, play, I played a, gre- a blue-green Manifest deck featuring four Whisperwood Elementals. I was on that yep. train early. You know it. I don't know. I've been actually brewing a ton of decks and uh, testing them in preparation for the new standard. And I'm probably about to tweet a bunch of them uh, once... Uh, I think it's like tappedout.net adds all the new cards from the set. They, they're still missing a few. So what do you what do you uh, what are you gonna name it? Marshall Coup? Marshall Law? <laughs> oh Marshall Glory? What are you gonna do? You got to use one of those three. I, I don't so good. No, I don't know if I can actually. I feel like Marshall Sutcliffe has all the Marshall puns. That's his corner. There's got to be a card that's like Marshall of the Wastes or something like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing those crazy <laughs> decks. So let's actually get to some of these spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. Spoilers. White. Pacifism. Really? <laughs> We're going to be here all night. No, 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 no. I just I just wanted to note that pacifism is in the set. It was something I thought was standard legal when I was trying to brew with uh, Heliod's Pilgrim previously. And I was okay. just like, yeah, I was just looking up. Oh, yeah, pacifism. I'll throw that in. Oh, you can't. So that's why people are running. That's why Heliod's Pilgrim was only in red-white, because there's change of the rocks. But uh-huh. now you can do Heliod's Pilgrim in white anything, because now you get Heliod, you get, uh, you get pacifism as the main tutor target, and then you can throw in whatever spicy one-ups you want. Uh, when huh. you're playing against control round one. So, you know, you could throw a gleam of authority in there. That's almost playable, I think. What on earth does that do? <laughs> so it's an enchantment, Aura, so you can get it with Heliod's Pilgrim. It's one in a white enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus one counter on other creatures you control. Enchanted creature has vigilance and white tap bolster one. So, you know, you throw it on your creature, it gets vigilance, you swing with it, and then you pay white and tap it to give some other cre- to bolster to presumably give another creature a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's so it gets plus one plus one. So it's effectively giving plus two. I mean, that's a lot of text for just two mana. It really is. You're right. It, it you... seems like a good target when the your opponent has just zero removal. I know your brimaz already has vigilance, but this with a brimaz, I mean, just bolster the little guy it makes. It's so yeah. yeah. So now you're swinging for six the first time he cracks in. Huh. Yeah, and then you're just constantly pumping up each one-one uh, cat creature you make. So that might be a little one of in, as as, a, as part of a Heliod's Pilgrim Tutor package. I don't, I still don't think it'll see play, but I'll try it. <laughs> and 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 pacifism is obviously going to see play. Right, of course. Um, and do note that my God, it's a common for limited. Yeah. <laughs> they are not messing around. This that's not right. <laughs> the remo- the removal is back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know. Some some formats disenchant is actually like playable main deck, and I think disenchant effects are are back. 
that is the only limited speak for the the rest of this uh, spoiler. Myth realized. What do you think? I think I don't know what that card is. Let me see. Myth realized. Um, okay, myth realized is uh, enchantment for one white. It's a rare. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore count. Nope. EDH. It has lore counters. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a lore counter on Myth Realized. Uh, and then it has two white and one. Put a lore counter on Myth Realized. Now, if this was a commander card, that would be the end of the text box. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> it gets lore yeah, counters. Like, now I have a storage unit for my lore counters. Um, and then one white until end of turn myth realized becomes a monk avatar creature in addition to its other types and gains this creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lore counters on it. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. Nope. I don't like it. You say no, won't see. play. Nope. No, will not see play. I am saying yes. Really? And because why I've, is that? I've already been brewing. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of like new tools for, you know, blue white control, obviously in this set. Uh, but I think there's a lot of tools for, uh, I guess an archetype that we just have not seen in several standards, which is tempo, like aggro tempo, uh-huh. which basically consists of, you know, you make a threat and you protect that threat and, you know, maybe you get in there with some burn or whatever. And this is just the ideal threat in that kind of a deck. It's not even a creature unless you have the man up to protect it yeah so like you're casting your anticipates it's getting bigger you just you, you get this down on turn one under everyone's counter magic that you do and then you know you're just you're drawing cards you're playing your narsets or whatever your chandras even uh, and i mean best of all you cast a wrath spell wipe their lives. board it gets bigger you, you pay a white untap swing in with it i mean it, i don't think people realize like when they're reading this card like how many you know, if you're playing like a control deck or just like even like a tempo burn deck or something like that, like how many non-creature spells you play, you're playing like one or two a turn. Right. And if you have multiples of this, you're playing this. Yeah. And so by the, yeah. And so, yeah, you could like turn one, this turn two, play another one and you're already off to the races. Yeah. And then by the time you get to turn five or six, you wrath. And these are like, you know, you have like a four, ma- uh, four power one and a six power one. You just crack in for 10. Okay. I like that in theory. Mm-hmm. But if Whisperwood Elemental is a thing, you're probably going to be running Perilous Vault. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, if you're a control deck. I'm thinking this is like a new archetype. Okay, okay. It, it looks like a control deck just because it's not playing a ton of creatures, if any. Right. And this is like just part of the Wing Edition package other than your Planeswalkers. Okay. Like, it, right. like a burn tempo deck. And, sure, just something that doesn't exist. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But I, I mean, I'm and this is, like about... your, this is like your turn one, like, you know, Delver. Yeah, I'm just wondering how good Wrath is in this format, you know? Pretty good. You think? Yeah, because your Wrath protection comes down on turn five when you have counter magic up, which this deck would hopefully have. Uh, no, you're not changing my mind. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's a little... <laughs> it's it's pretty janky, but I think it's it's just something people aren't used to. It hasn't... Nothing like this has been standard. Even if this was, like, a really good turn one creature in a tempo deck, like, that hasn't been standard for years already, and... This isn't even a creature, so it's even harder to evaluate. I want to try it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's. I think it's the, it's the perfect threat for a tempo deck. And sure. And it's 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 harder to remove than than a creature. Yeah, sure. So absolutely. Yeah, and it gets bigger than most creatures would get. So I, I'm in. I like it. All right, all right. Um, why don't you read me um, 
the card that has Stephen Marshall written all over it here. I'm going to guess that's Secure the Wastes. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. so it's, uh... <laughs> This is objectively a great card. It's not just like a Stephen Marshall special. This is actually a great card. This is X and white. It's an instant. And you put X, 1-1 one, one white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield. Period. Instant. That's ridiculous. That's really good. I, I'm I'm actually not sure on this one. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know about a warrior deck. Mm-hmm. You know, is there something that says when a warrior enters the battlefield? There is, isn't there? There's at least a couple spells that say when a warrior enters the battlefield does this or that, right? I was thinking the um, Ar- Arashian Foremost, but it's only whenever that Arashian Foremost enters the battlefield or attacks another target warrior creature you control gains double. Oh, okay, okay. There's yeah. not like one. So I don't see this in a warrior's deck at all because this isn't good unless you have uh, Chief of the Edge out or... Whatever that's probably going to have cheap at the edge out. Oh, yeah, always, every time, right? <laughs> no, uh, or the, uh, oh, was it the three and a black enchantment that gives your creatures plus one, plus zero, and then whenever they hit, if it's a warrior, you can pay a right. life and draw. Right. Um, I just see this in like a Jeskai tokens deck, like as a one or two of that gets yeah, or, or, a lot or better. Or a blue white control. Yeah, maybe. I mean, blue white control ran uh, Marshall Coup back in the day. This doesn't wipe the board, though. Didn't Marshall That's, Q did that? Oh, it did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah, X was like five or greater, it like blew up everything else. It's true, it really did. But this is an instant speed, you know, win condition, so you can play into your plan of countering spells, and then if they don't play any spells, you can drop a bunch of things and start attacking their life total. I don't know. I, yeah. I like it. I like it in a lot of different, uh, a lot of different situations. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Definitely see standard play. It's great with Perforos. That is unbelievably true. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I'm thinking about like in the early turns where, I mean, tokens is kind of an aggro deck. So turn one, obviously bad. Turn two, worse than uh, raise the alarm. Turn three, worse than Hordling Outburst. So turn four, it's just as good as Hordling Outburst, but not quite because these guys can't convoke for Stoke the Flames. So it's only like once you have five or six mana that this debt this card becomes good. But then it becomes like, you know, your opponent must have Bile Blight or Bust. Mm, I'm I, I think I'm gonna say no, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I, I don't think tokens need something better to do on turn six because you could just cast treasure cruise. Yeah, but I think you're you're thinking too narrow, man. Probably. I think this card will see play for sure. It might see in a in a warrior's deck. Although, I mean, Mardu Charm's not seeing any play, and that's kind of like instant speed, get a couple. I'm going to say no initially, just to be different than you. All right, fine. But initially, I was over the moon about this card. <laughs> <laughs> so you were right about that. Yeah, I'm surprised you brought that in. So I want to read Orator of a Jutai real quick. We did not talk about this. Um, Orator of a Jutai is one in a white. It's an 04. It's an uncommon uh, bird monk. As an additional cost to cast Orator of a Jutai, you may reveal a dragon card from your hand, uh, Defender and Flying. When Orator of a Jutai enters the battlefield, if you revealed a dragon card or controlled a dragon as you cast Orator of a Jutai, draw a card. Um, I like this. Really? Yeah, I like this card. I think that the Ojutai is going to see play. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dragon Lord version is going to definitely see play the fact that it draws you a card and is an 04 body i mean uh 
What's the name of the sheep from uh, Journey to Nix? Nix Fleece Ram. Right, will not exist in a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I can see this. You know, if there's an aggressive deck, I can see this slotting in uh, as a sideboard card for for control against some aggressive decks. It draws you a card, so it replaces itself. But I mean, you or have I to can, have a dragon, though. It's true. It's true. But I could also see this um, alongside of Dramoka. You know. I think that this with Dromoko is a very, very real possibility, despite the name, you know, mm-hmm. sounding like it's fitting it into just one pair of colors. I can see this going in with Dromoka. I mean, it seems like Dromoka and Ojutai are probably not Dragonlord Oju- uh, Dromoka, but the Fate Reforged Dromoka and the Dragons of Tarkir Ojutai are pretty good. I could see. I, well, what about why not Bant Dragons, man? Let's go for it. Let's play four color dragons. Let's throw the six Sarkin in there. <laughs> if I'm playing a million dragons, why do I want a 0-4 defender? Because it draws you a card, man. It's so good. Hmm. I mean, maybe if there's some way or some enchantment that could allow a defender to attack but deal damage with its toughness. I mean, maybe. Oh. Maybe. Well, too bad there isn't that. Yeah, I haven't seen that card. We haven't. I haven't heard us talk about one yet, but. No. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, too bad. keep hope alive. But I do like this card, though, and I think this card will see standard play. What do you think about Dragon Hunter? Uh, I think that is, like, a really unoriginal name for a card in a dragon set. True. That is very true. <laughs> so they just, like, two ones... I think that's, like, the best... I think that's the best card name since Flying Men. <laughs> <laughs> says what it does counts it counts as a man like what was the oh god yeah <laughs> horseman eagle <laughs> <laughs> this is right on that level but this is an actual magic the gathering card uh why don't you read it sure uh dragon hunter is a creature human warrior cost one white mana it's a two one so uh Savannah Lions just keeps getting worse and worse <laughs> yeah, because there's way more text on this. I, I guess Wizards are just like, two ones just aren't good enough anymore. Two ones for one. Yeah, poor kitty. Yeah, I know. Uh, Dragon Hunter can block dragons as though it had reach, and it has protection from dragons. This is ridiculous. Like, it's a warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they pushed it. How are you not playing Warriors day one? Come on, man. Get on it. <laughs> That's one of the brews. That's one of the brews. Don't worry. That, you have got to play. I, I think you have to play Warriors. Because it's, you know, it's, it's you played Warriors for cons of Tarkir. Mm-hmm. And then you have the future altering uh, Fate Reforged. You've got to come back and play Dragons of Tarkir Warriors, man. It's like it's in line with Full the circle. flavor. Yeah, it's in line with the flavor. You got to do it, man. It's so <laughs> tough. Gotta... It's so tough when people are playing uh, Hordling Outburst, though. <laughs> makes yeah, your, makes your two ones look really bad. <laughs> like but, when... well, that's why you got to run Chief of the Scale. Oh. it's just fine. Chief of the Scale is fine. It doesn't help you win the game that much. It is a two drop that it's it's just fine. Listen, this is the Dragons of Tarkir spoiler. Let's get back to business. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dragon Hunter is stupid, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We both say yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I okay. mean, what? I mean, really? A one mana 
blocks any friggin' dragon card. Mm-hmm. Although Salumgar kills it. True. Drifting death. And Stormbreath Dragon has protection from white. That's true. But Stormbreath Dragon can't block this. <laughs> That's also true. So, who knows? It's kind of ridiculous how strong this card is in this particular set. You know, I think that this is like a, an obvious pack one, pick one. Really? Um, yeah, man. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I think it's debatable. It's a good card, even in limited, but uh, two ones for one aren't like amazing in limited. In my, although it does block dragons, it blocks any dragon, and 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 swings past any dragon. This will be a pack one pick one for me if I make top eight of a sealed PPTQ during dragons because I'm determined to draft aggro. All right, uh, quickly, Avon Sunstriker, yes or no? One white white flying double strike for a one one bird warrior. Nope. No, Mega no, Morph. No, no. Okay. No. All right. All right. Absolutely. All right. So I, I talked about artful maneuver, and you don't think so. I don't like it. I, I think it's really good. I mean, it. it I think it's good for uh, for a heroic deck. Artful maneuver, one in a white instant target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn and rebound. So I mean, you're getting two pumps. You're getting two heroic triggers. I don't know. I, I think it's good. I don't know if it's great. I think it could. I think it could be played in blue white heroic. I'm going to say no, though. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that I, I think it's cool. I think it's something that could be cool in that deck, but I don't think it'll actually see play. Okay, good. Me neither. Sinner Soul? I, I was just trying to get you to say yes, because no. you try to go against me a lot. I know. I, I can't. <laughs> I, even that, no. I just like the art. It looks like the guy's about to break dance. Pop, lock, and drop it. Sure, you know. yeah. What about that for uh, Blue White Heroic? Hmm... No. Sideboard, no, no, absolutely not. It doesn't put a plus one, plus one counter. Like, um, The rebound is kind of awkward, huh? It is, yeah, because they can kind of see it coming. But but, but, uh, but again, you can just, it is a free... It's a free target. It's a free target, and then and it's, and it, you have mana up so you can actually cast God is Willing. So they're like, oh, I'll get them. I'll just hit them with the thing on the stack. And then you're like, God's willing. Like, ah, oh, crap. You know, like, I don't know. Because, I mean, also, if they do nothing, you have an unblockable huge thing. True. So you kind of force their hand. Because at that point, it's like lose-lose. It's like, okay, I'm either going to have this huge unblockable creature, or I'm going to just, you know, run my removal spell out into a God's willing. I mean, I just don't know if people are going to be playing blue-white heroic. I mean, if Whisperoid Elemental's still a thing, there's a whole bunch of colorless creatures hanging out, that, that makes that deck a lot worse. Yeah, or the black card that says sacrifice a green or white creature. Don't yeah. forget about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That seems fairly relevant against them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, seems, that seems like the card that like just actually hates blue-white heroic out of the format. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's a lot of Abzan. It hits almost all the Abzan creatures, and it also happens to hit all the good blue-white heroic creatures. Or all of the her- blue-white heroic creatures. Literally all. So yeah. the history of blue-white heroic is the one thing that gives me hope for warriors. Just because it was like the one mechanic from Theros that like just did not see like the Theros block. That just it didn't see play as a deck. Uh-huh. Until they printed like a critical mass of cards. And then, yeah, it was right, one of the best right. decks in the format. So do you think Magic Origins is going to have a huge Minotaur tribal theme? <laughs> oh, Bale, that no, that I don't see happening. 
Um, and I, I think that that was also a lesson that makes me optimistic for Warriors is just because, yeah, they just have to print a critical mass of them for them to be good and standard. And also, maybe they saw like what happened with Minotaurs, and they're like, oh, I, I guess we just didn't give them enough. Yeah. And so maybe like they're they're pushing this tribal theme just a little bit harder. That's pretty much all I had for for White. I just love the art for Mist Hoof Kieran. Um, I just want to say congratulations to all of the people who invested in Didgeridoo. <laughs> Sweet spec. It's currently two dollars and sixty-five cents on Star City Games. Well, good. But they have no lack of stock. <laughs> <laughs> there are over a hundred between all three grades, <laughs> and they go from two sixty-five to one eighty-five. And yeah, that was funny. That was a funny moment. See. Doesn't happen every time. <laughs> Anytime everyone like anyone like complains about like buyers or traders or speculators, just just send them a link to that page. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, silk wrap. Nah. You seem mad about this. I am. Why is this? Why is this an uncommon? Yeah, it's one in a white enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, exile target creature with converted mana cost three or less and opponent controls until Silkwrap leaves the battlefield. So this is an uncommon. And then pacifism is a common. And I'm probably going to pick pacifism over Silkwrap. That's just weird. I guess because it's like more complicated. So maybe for complexity purposes. I don't know. I was just wondering like why that was an uncommon. Pacifism is a common. I just don't get it. Well, because with uh, pacifism, you can still activate abilities and stuff. Mm. Silkwrap, the creature's gone entirely. But you're right. Silkwrap is only converted mana cost three or less. Yeah. Like you... Where pacifism can hit any old big stupid dragon. Yeah, so we're, you're back in that top eight of the PPTQ. Pack one, pick one, pacifism versus Silkwrap, no question, right? Probably pacifism. Yeah, yeah, it's not a question. Easy. That's all. <laughs> I wasn't that upset. Standard play? Oh, pacifism? No, silk. Absolutely not. Okay. No, there's already that um, suspension field. Yeah. Way better. And it doesn't see any play. Uh, pacifism's gonna see a bunch of play. Well, not a bunch, but it will definitely see play. In standard. Pacifism. In standard. In standard. That's weird. You don't think so? When's the last time pacif- pacifism's been in like almost every block? Mm-hmm. When's the last or every standard format? When's the last time it's seen standard play? I think it saw play like the last time it was standard legal. It's a great Heliod's Pilgrim target. It is. No, that now that you're correct about. It is definitely a great Heliod's Pilgrim target. But uh outside of that I don't think it's just that I don't just it hasn't historically been good enough for standard. It's seen some in aggressive decks. I mean it's an amazing piece of limited removal, but I like it. This feels like Portal Three Kingdoms in terms of like the card names. It is so that yeah, I mean, there's a listener because I, I had the uh, the whole bit that one episode about what a vizier is. That yes, uh, <laughs> and also what a naga is and all that stuff. So Eric Martell uh, at Evo Comic like texted me like someone else had text uh, tweeted about how each clan is like a different part of Asia. Huh. Like how, uh, it, like the Sultai are Indian, like cultured lore. The Jeskai were China. Uh, Mardu was Mongolia. Timur was Siberia, and Abzan was Persia. Huh. Wow. I was like, that is really sweet. Because then I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. 
So this is kind of like they're like a much more subtle like saviors of Kamigawa, like in terms of like you know like like cultural influence. They went back to Asia, but they did it like well, and they did That's it. Really cool. Yeah, I liked it. Huh. Wow. Well, cool. Thanks for the insight on that, man. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Blue. Oh wow. <laughs> what? Blessed reincarnation. What is that? <laughs> That's kind of cool. So Blessed Reincarnation is basically a polymorph for your opponent. <laughs> that's horrible. That upsets that's, me. That's really ridiculous. Why would you want that? I don't know. Why would you ever yeah, want Yeah, you that? always polymorph your own guy. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they're attacking you and it saves you. But then the rebound. <laughs> you can rebound, you <laughs> rebound it on your next upkeep. And what does that do? I, I don't know. Oh, you know what, though? Oh, man, it's not even good there. I was just like, if they don't have any more creatures, but who doesn't run creatures? I guess if if like, they're only running a Sarkin, the dragon speaker, and it's currently a dragon, you could exile it, and then they wouldn't get a creature. But there's no deck doing that. I know. <laughs> this card is bad. Oh, yeah. Wow, I just, I just noticed it, and I was like... Huh, I don't think I know that card. Wait, why are you polymorphing your opponent? Oh, boo. It is... This seems dumb. I got super excited, and then I read it carefully, and I'm like, oh, read the full sentence. Don't just skim it. Opponent. What about Icefall Regent? I like this card. Mm-hmm. You don't. I actually changed my mind. <laughs> okay, good, good. No, because I like this. So I'll read the card. Um, Icefall Regent is... a. Uh, Blue, blue, and three. It's a 4-3 flying dragon. It's rare. When Icefall Regent enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control Icefall Regent. And then it has spells your opponent's cast that target Icefall Regent costs two more to cast. I mean, they have to basically lose a whole turn to Hero's Downfall this. Or, you know, I don't know. I, I just think this is a good card. I mean... Three, it's a four three, mm-hmm. so it's in lightning strike range. But then again, they have to waste their whole turn to lightning strike this, and you can hardly stoke the flames. It right, right. I mean, because you'd have to pay six total. Well, I mean, you could just convoke for four. You could, you could, and pay two. But can then, you convoke if, for extra? I think you can. Could you just convoke for six if you had I think six you tokens? Might be able to, yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's that, that's a judge question. True. We'd have to ask a judge. I mean, I kind of like it, but I just don't think it's cheap enough to get there. Because for five mana, I mean, I like the, the tap ability. If the tap ability is good, that's how this will see play. Because you think about it, you compare this to uh, Prognostic Sphinx, and that protects itself a little bit better. I mean, in the kind of deck that would run like a blue flyer, I'd probably rather have the Sphinx because sure. it can block better and it has a better effect when it attacks. Or Dragon Lord or Jutai. I mean, that's but just I better like, than I, both I of just them. Kinda <laughs> like, well, I just kind of like both of these in a potential, or that and this in a potential blue white dragons deck, along with the uh, whatever a Jutai's O4 flying defender dude. I mean, that is true. Okay, so like we were kind of wondering, like, okay, well, how are you going to make a dragon deck when dragons cost you know five mana? But yeah, you know, with that that two mana drop that draws you a card it starts to get there i guess yeah and, it, and it delays the game until you can cast your dragons yeah i think if it's gonna happen it'll happen in a uh 
in a blue white shell maybe maybe a jeskai shell because of storm breath storm breath is just so objectively good then you, you're not gonna play icefall regent then you're probably not you're right so i don't know blue white or god forbid five color dragons <laughs> <laughs> i think it's i think it's a possibility i think the deck's a possibility they certainly have given the lands yeah you know they've really enabled it i agree but i don't know if it's actually good I'm scared to death of it as the uh, as the green-white devotion player. Well, that's because all the flyers are good against you. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. What do you think of living uh, lore? Is that even worth discussing other than that's just yes! full card? Yes, I think it's very good. Oh, you do? I think it's very good. Read it. All right, sure. Living lore. Three, blue, creature, avatar. It is an XX. And... As living lore enters the battlefield, exile an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. So you got to have something in your graveyard, but you just have to cast it. Um, living lore's power and toughness are each equal to the exiled card's converted mana cost. Whenever living lore deals combat damage, oh, just combat damage, not damage to a player. Okay, uh, you may sacrifice it. If you do, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. So, I love this card. Yeah, I mean, the obvious one is Dig Through Time. Dig Through Time, man! Like, so, you know, turn three or whatever. I guess you can't really do that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, like, turn five or something, right? End of turn. I think they almost always have a turn five Dig Through Time, at least. You cast a Dig Through Time, right? You delve everything away. So I guess if you had three fet, if you had three Fetchlands, turn one Thoughtseize, turn two, like anticipate, turn three, you could cast your Dig Through Time. There you go. Turn three, Dig Through Time. <laughs> right. Sure. Turn through, dig. Turn three, Dig Through Time. Turn four, you stick a Living Lore. You exile, exile a Dig Through Time. You've got an eight-eight. And then you can deal eight damage, and then sacrifice. And like, what if they? What if you're? What if they don't have an answer? What if you board this in in the control mirror? That's kind of interesting. You know, and they don't have an answer. Like, like I've got an eight-eight, and I'm I can just either keep swinging in until you until you you know either die or I can just hit you for eight damage and then sacrifice this damn thing and get a dig through time. Do you, I mean, I don't. Do you honestly think the cease play? Yes. You're saying yes. I'm gonna say yes on living lore. I'm gonna say a hundred percent no. Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise are the two reasons why I'm saying yes. I mean, that those are the best targets. They are, and they're both blue. All right, that's true. Those are those are all facts that you've just said. Mirror Mockery, uh, I, I can't remember which article I we read this in. We talked about it. I know, I know, I know, but we couldn't figure out like what creature it was for, other than like Wingmate yeah. Rock. It's Master of Waves. Okay. That, that's it. That's the answer. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, okay, that's all I wanted to say. This might not be bad. Uh, Silumgar's Sorcerer, or Silumgar Sorcerer. It's a one blue blue creature human wizard. It's a 2-1. It has flash and flying and exploit. And when Silumgar Sorcerer exploits a creature, counter target creature spell. No. Gives you something to do with those random uh, Elvish Mystics and uh, Seder Wayfinders. In what deck? I don't know. It had to be a new deck. It'd be like a flash deck. I mean, I don't know about this. Blue no, green manifest. <laughs> So you say no, definitely. Definitely no. I'm gonna this is gonna be one of my bold predictions. I'm gonna say yes. Alright. Alright. This is I, I say no. This is where I get to run up the score on you. 
All right, good, good. <laughs> if that's what you think. That is what I believe to be think. true as of today. All right. All right. <laughs> Damnable Pact, moving into black. Uh, Damnable Pact is black, black, X. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. Target player draws X cards and loses X life. I like this. Sure. I like this a lot. I like, I mean, I just like the versatility. You know, it's like a super sign in blood. It is, but it has the same problem as secure the waste for me. Yeah. That you're not drawing enough cards for this to be good until like turn six or seven. Uh, but I can see this in like mono black devotion. If mono black devotion comes back, Ooh. then, you know, you nick those, this thing out and it's either a fireball that kills your opponent or a way to convert all the life you gained from the uh, Grey Merchants into cards. Although, you can just as easily do that with Erebos, and that's just much better. Gosh, I don't know, yeah. actually. At first, I was like, absolutely. But you think that like Erebos just fits in this slot so much better? I think so. I mean, I like the fact that it could just go to that... It can, it can hit a, an opponent. And if you have Fate Unraveler, it deals damage double the damage so i like that i'm already gonna go ahead and say no what do you say i'm gonna say no i want to say yes but my heart says no yeah same here duress reprint happy uh yes it's his play obviously yeah let's get all let's get all 12 in a deck with waste not <laughs> no let's not well and i guess if you draw them up to like 12 cards with damnable pack then they have to discard <laughs> so i did a, I did a little bit of research on this duress reprint for no Good reason. Why? Okay, so travel back with me to Cons of Tarkir. Yes. There's a card. It's another reprint. It's called Despise. Right. Look at the art. It's a picture of Zergo, and he's yelling. He's yelling at Sarkin, screaming at him. Flavor text says, you have returned from Fire Traitor. This time I will see you leave as ashes. And that's Zergo talking to Sarkin. Now... We come back in time, but we have Duress, you know, pretty much a, it's a similar card to Despise. So in the Art of Duress, now the, the puny Zergo is getting yelled at by the dragon. He's the yeller has become the yelly. And uh, the flavor text says, Sarkin was eager to take vengeance on Zergo until he saw how lowly his old foe had become. Huh. So that's kind of neat. Ooh, what do you think of Foul Tongue Shriek? It's a black instant. What? Target opponent loses one life for each attacking creature you control. You gain that much life. What? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. I mean, it's the win moriest card ever, but it the price is right. It's not win more. I mean, that's just win now is what it is. Kind of, yeah. For one black? Mm-hmm. What was the card from Fate Reforged that was like one black and a white? Oh, harsh that, sustenance. What did that do? Now it was it dealt damage to target creature or player uh, equal to the number of creatures you control. You gain that much life. This just goes to the dome, but costs only one, and it has to be creatures attacking there creatures. Has to be attacking. Control, yeah. But like three mana for that ability versus one mana for this. Yeah. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. No, it, it wasn't getting a lot of attention because it's just a common that. Came out with all the rest of the spoiler. Wow. It's kind of interesting. Put that in your Warriors deck. No. Why not? Yeah, you play this in red-black. 
Dragon Fodder, Goblin Rabble Master. Yeah, it's like Mardu tokens or something. Yeah. Just black red. Or Warriors. Could be. <laughs> with the Warrior, uh, with the X spell. There you go. That's what I'm saying. You pay, you end the turn, you X that, and then what if you have two of these in your hand? It's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage. But then you just weep as they cast a Bile Blight in response. I say yes. This is too strong to Nazi standard play. Are you kidding? Hold on. I, I, I need to write that down. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. I think it's I think it's debatable where it's like people don't even think it's up for discussion. If you're playing if you're playing like red black aggro, right? Mm-hmm. You probably have hordling outburst. Yeah. Right? So you cast a hordling outburst. Mm-hmm. Would you play a la- lava spike in that deck? See, that's where I'm getting into the win more. Because for this to be good, you have to be building up a giant board presence unopposed. Maybe I mean, it's not a good top deck. It's horrible. It's a pro- post wrath. It's a terrible top deck. Mm-hmm. It's but it's you're not trying. You're trying to win before wrath anyway. So true. Like anything's a bad top deck post wrath almost. <laughs> you're just trying to get in before that happens. I'm saying yes. Uh, I'm gonna say no, but debatable. This is where I gain points. <laughs> That's what you think, yeah. Uh, Virulent plague. Yeah, I'm not happy they printed this. <laughs> I am. I think it's great. Boo. Virulent plague is a black and two. It's an enchantment, and it's an uncommon. And it says creature tokens mm-hmm. get minus two, minus two. Manifest creatures are not creature tokens, oh, by the oh. way. Despite having tokens to put on top of them, they are not tokens themselves. So that does not affect them. Uh, but it certainly affects a lot of other things. Yeah, so this is obviously going to see play. Illness in the ranks is still better uh, sideboard in modern. Yeah, but this is this is going to be standard legal, and people will play it in their sideboard. Yup, they sure will. Ugh. Do you think that this? I mean, do you think this is like a metagame warping card? No. No. I don't think so. Because I guess a lot of those decks would be running enchantment hate against mastery anyway. Mm-hmm. Sideboard. Maybe. You know. It just depends. I think this will so, see some sideboard play. What do you? You yeah. think so? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tokens are everywhere. This is just like, like the basically... least fun card ever printed. <laughs> Uh, Bloodchin Rager. I didn't... I, okay, sure. Uh, one, colorless, and a black. Creature, human warrior, 2-2. Two, two. And whenever Bloodchin Rager attacks, each creature... Sorry, each, each warrior, warrior creature. creature you control can't be blocked this turn except by two or more creatures. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, I like it. I've already... I've, I mean, really I've, obviously, I've already brewed, uh-huh. brewed with it. Def- uh, I, think, I think at this point, I think that there's definitely a warrior's deck... Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely good, and I think this definitely sees play. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, um, I mean, this helps the biggest problem with the Warriors deck, which is just basically getting chump blocked by 1-1 one, one tokens. Uh, and it also just helps, you know, get around, like, Siege Rhinos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just great. Let's move on. Red. Let's think of Commune with Lava. Love it. Oh, you would. Yeah, I know. Read it. All right, Commune with Lava. X, red, red. Instant. That's important. Exile the top X cards of your library until end of your next turn. You may play those cards. This seems like a really good card as like a one or two of in like a standard burn deck where it's like not infeasible that you get to like four or five mana. 
where it just turns into like a draw three. Although, I guess if you're playing any kind of blue, that's not good because <laughs> you could just play a draw three for five mana. You play, <laughs> you know, um, but in like a mono red deck, that's not an effect you normally get. Um, it's not, you, you can't play that in modern burn. Um, they just cost too much. It's like a one turn outpost scene. Yeah. The thing I could see it in is Storm, maybe. Storm, really? Mm, no, because then you had to spend a bunch of cards like ritualing to go off and then you just wait till next turn when you and reset your storm count yeah i don't know actually i think i've talked myself out of this card that's really sad i think as a one of it could be fine one of in a standard burn deck maybe i don't know so it would have to be something that operates at instant speed and like you said blue already has better options Mm -hmm. so so red burn is probably the only thing this would be good in although i mean red red x to draw x cards would be good even in blue that's not what you're getting. Yeah. Because you got to play them all. Right. You're getting card selection. Yeah. I could see that maybe in a... No, there's just not that many. I mean, no, because by the time this comes around, I mean, it would have to be a deck without blue that operates at instant speed that wants this effect in a later, like mid to later game. And they were just... It would have to be like a standard burn deck like we saw like last standard season. No. God, what a trap. What a great trap this card was. <laughs> I almost fell for it. I'll, I'll say no, too. Just because a proper burn deck hasn't materialized in standard, and you, even with this set. And you know what? If you want this effect, you just play Outpost Siege. Yeah, I think it's just the better option because it gives you more options. Yeah, it's cheaper. In terms of in terms of like having the option to go dragons on it. Yeah. Um, it's actually cheaper, and yeah. Yeah, I'll say no. I'm going to say no. No. Oh, my God. I was so enthusiastic about this card. Last year's, last year this time, yes. Mm-hmm. Without Outpost Siege in the format. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this card was printed in Journey into Nyx, yeah, absolutely. Actually, but, no, because then you just played Chandra. No, nah, I'd still say yes. Okay. I'd still say yes last year. Yes to last no, year. This, yes last year. Is that a thing? Sure. But no. No this year. Iron Shop. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one that we can do. You think? What? In what? In standard. You're going to play in standard? I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play red. Oh, this is on me? Yeah, this is on you. Mm. doesn't cost that much to unmorph and you get to draw a card. But it just doesn't do that much. What am I doing with the 3-2 that I spent four mana on? Swinging? I, I mean, uh, why would I morph this instead of playing a Goblin Rabble Master? Or a Hordling Outburst to get an extra card. Yeah, four mana, Outpost Siege. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I think Outpost Siege is just better than all of the effects that uh, would do the same thing Outpost Siege does. Yeah. And, and there's Chandra still. <laughs> right. There is still Chandra. I say no. Outpost Siege sold out at 450 on Star Ooh, nice. Should have bought more of those. I'm a sucker. I haven't uh, found like I haven't found a card like that in this set. I thought Myth realized might be it, but uh, everyone is all over that. No, really? Yeah, that's like four bucks. Like if that was fifty cents, I'd be buying a bunch of those. That would be my little stupid buy. But I haven't really seen one yet. I've actually uh, tested. So I tested a mono red devotion deck, mm-hmm. and Lightning Berserker is just awesome. Just really? in general, just in practice, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this this effect normally costs so much more. <laughs> Yeah, so like there, there's actually a lot of play because you can play Lightning Berserker and uh, Mardu Scout um, to build up your devotion, but they also have Dash, so they're just amazing with the uh, um, 
Perforos out. Oh my goodness, that's cool. So you just drop them. You don't even have to swing. <laughs> you just drop them. They've already pinged for two. If you if you can swing, you get in for another, you know, five. If not, you just put them back in your hand and then do it again next turn. What about Magmatic Chasm? You're pretty uh, <laughs> stoked about that. I was so hyped. I, I, like, I think it was because I was playing that mono red deck just constantly mm-hmm. uh, right now in standard. I was like, man, how come there isn't like a falter effect? Well, I guess that'd just be too good, huh? And then, uh, yeah, they, they spoiled this. I'm like, oh, perfect. Um, and then I was like seeing like, I'm like, is falter even modern legal? And it's not, but there was a seismic stomp and I think a bunch of other cards that are the exact same thing that have been in standard in the past. But it's just been so long, I forgot about it. And then I realized I'd probably just rather play, um, like, Roast in the sideboard. I like it. I think it'll see play. I do, too. I'm scared to death of it as the deck with no freaking flyers. You know, that is true. This is a perfect sideboard card versus green-white devotion. Yeah. Yeah, it blows that matchup wide open. Kind of does. All right. So we're both on yes on that one. Yeah, I'm absolutely on yes. All right, cool. Yep. I'm 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 on yes because I'm terrified of it with the deck I intend to play. So, uh, twin bolts is that good enough? One in a red instant deals two damage. Divide as you choose among one or two target creatures and or players. So it's fork bolt for an for instant speed for one more color. Yes. I'm gonna say no based on how uncreative that is. <laughs> it is uncreative. That's true. It's got the word bolt in it, and it it just. Just stop. No. Uh, yeah, it sees play. It's good. Okay. Impact Tremors, not a chance. One in a red enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals one damage to each opponent. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. You do? You think so? Yeah, definitely. 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 It's good in multiples, I guess. Yeah, it's Pandemonium. No, it's a much worse Pandemonium. Oh, this is just one damage. Well, this is Pandemonium for token deck. It is. Yeah, he followed you know, this up with like a uh, rabble mastery deal too. Why don't you just run red black tokens mm-hmm. with this, and then the card that when they attack, you they lose life and you gain a life. Sure, but then what you happens when you look at your opening hand? The mana's good, but it's two impact trimmers in that card. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snap, keep, get there. This is the thing is, you just draw it. That's that's the strategy. I don't know if that's what strategy means. That's the strategy. You you say this is what you do. You shuffle, you present, you know, your opponent cuts your deck, you put your hand on top of your library, and you say, I'll keep, and you draw seven cards. <laughs> That's how you do it. And you just get there. Speaking of dragons, there's Sarkin's Triumph, two and a red instant, search your library for a dragon, creature card. Oh, we didn't talk about didn't. that? Didn't. Yes, absolutely standard play. Okay, I'm going to say no. Red- Ridiculous! Are you kidding me? Eh, cost a lot. Instant speed tutor mm-hmm. that's cheaper than a diabolic tutor, a little more expensive than demonic tutor, but demonic tutor's a sorcery. I know. No, this is play. I just don't see the dragons to make it worthwhile. Because, like, you want a tutor for, like, a... Storm breath dragon isn't worthwhile? What the hell is wrong with you, Steven? I... <laughs> Because a tutor is for like a toolbox, right? Like you draw, you draw a Stormbreath Dragon, right? Like sometimes you draw a Stormbreath Dragon and you're like, oh, cool, you know. And then your opponent's like, well, I can deal with a Stormbreath Dragon, mm-hmm. but like, oh, but I can't deal with two Stormbreath Dragons. 
So just play you two just, Storm Breath Dragons. No, you just play eight Storm Breath Dragons. Why would you not play eight? <laughs> That's a lot. Don't you want eight Storm Breath? No. <laughs> I probably wouldn't run eight. I would run eight. <laughs> That's too many five drops. They're not five drops. Four of them cost three mana. <laughs> no, four of them cost eight mana. <laughs> I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> That's the thing. You're getting the money. Like you're get you're 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 putting the money up up front, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting that storm breath when you need it on turn five. Like if only you could draw that storm. As long as long, if only you could guarantee you draw that storm breath by turn five, or that you draw two by turn six. No. <laughs> You've got it. I don't know. I think a tutor is is only turn two generator servant. All right. Turn three Sarkin's triumph. Turn four. You get that fool out, man. You get him out. I just don't think that's very good. That's not, but I'm telling you, this card sees standard play. This is so good. All right, I see. I say no. I, I, okay, like a tutor, like a green sun zenith, um, stuff like that. It's it's good for like toolbox targets. Like there's not like a dragon that comes to the battlefield and blows up target enchantment or whatever. They're all just big dumb flyers. And so if you want to draw a big dumb flyer, just put more big dumb flyers in your deck. Nope, sees play. Fine. Sees <laughs> <laughs> play. All right. I'm so I'm sold on this. I'm sold on this. Five color dragons dot deck plus yeah, this. Yeah, you, you you are sold on this. Well, the game is to be sold, not to be told. So I'm gonna say yes because I'm not gonna be told that this is gonna not see standard play. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. All right, let's go to green. <laughs> All right. Avatar of the Resolute. Well, why don't you read Assault Formation first? All right, I think I will. Um, <laughs> let's get right to it. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Sure. Man, I, you, you, you would never say, well, let's get out of red and go to green unless you were really excited about something. So, Listen, I mean, this is this is dumb, and, and maybe I'm dumb, but I think I'm in love. Uh, it's a, So Assault Formation is an enchantment. It costs one and a green. Each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. So it's basically a Doran, but just for your creatures. And you can pay a green, and target creature with Defender can attack this turn as though it didn't have Defender. And you can pay two and a green, and creatures you control get plus zero, plus one until end of turn. So you, you pump their toughness and their power. It's awesome. I, uh, I might have built a modern deck with this in it. Uh-huh. Well, this is one you've been excited about. Oh, I know. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a take off the, uh, the old, um, not the old, the, the deck that also never saw any play, um, combo where you turn one, uh, birds of paradise, turn two Doran, turn three Mardu ascendancy swing for 20 because you swing a Doran and the bird triggers the Mardu ascendancy twice. You get two one, one tokens. You sack, give your, you sack the Mardu ascendancy. Uh, give your team plus zero plus three, which you know gives you plus three power. So that's eight from the Doran and uh, twelve from the three one ones. They're now one fours. So yeah, so this just lets you play more copies of Doran that are harder to kill. And <laughs> there's another little combo that I uh, put in the deck with a long forgotten card from I'm gonna say Dragon's Maze called Tower Defense, and that's an instant for one and a green. Gate crash. Gate crash. I know because I fished Thank them up you. For you the Thank other day. you. <laughs> I've got this deck built. I just I Word. just need the assault formation. Right. Although I probably only run like one or two of those things, so they don't really stack that well. 
And it's, yeah, it's one and a green, it's an instant, and your entire team, all creatures you control, get plus zero, plus five, and gain reach. So now you don't even oh. need Doran. <laughs> now you just need, you know, you can like turn one Bird of Paradise. Turn two, you just Mardu Ascendancy. And then turn three, you play Assault Formation plus Goblin Guide. Actually, no, that doesn't work. What do you do? I th- what do you do if you're playing this deck? What do you do with your oh, life? What, you, what, what is, are you What doing? are you doing with your life? I think it's like Birds plus... Assault formation, and then if you have like a couple of goblin guides, yeah, a couple of goblin guides plus assault formation would do it. Oh man, I, I I started making these different trees of like these turn three kills now. <laughs> it adds. Um, it's probably not that good, but uh, in standard, the problem is you can only run four of these. So like, <laughs> if you tried to build the defender dot deck, mm-hmm. that's kind of an issue because then you just you, you draw a hand without this, and it's just super miserable. In in modern, I mean, you could play Wall of Omens and um, whatever the green Wall of Omens is. I know we've already had this discussion. Wall of Blossoms. Wall of Blossoms. You eventually just draw into it. Um, and then, you know, you can start swinging with your defenders. Um, although that's still not that good. In standard, the problem with a, an Assault Formation deck is that it just turns into just an Abzan deck, because they're like, oh, well, Sylvan Carry added so, like just a good card in general. And that's a defender, and that can just crack in for three. And they're like, oh, but then my Courser of Crufix, now that can hit for four. And then my Siege Rhinos kill their Siege Rhinos, because they're hitting for five. And I'm like, well, this is just an Abzan deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, with like an interesting, like, so maybe it could be like a one-of. kind of breaks the mirror, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not bad, though. Um, cause like almost all your creatures have, oh my God, wingmate rock. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. One of one or two of assault formation Abzan. I can see standard play. It yeah. makes your Sylvan carry adds a little better. Cause they start, yeah. they start swinging in there to their defenders. Wow. Yeah. Courser swings for four. Rhino swings for five. Uh, wingmate rock swings for eight, the two tokens, you know, with the token. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I say yes, because I still have hope and have not been disillusioned by the world yet. Avatar of the Resolute. Mm-hmm. Green, green for a 3-2. It's a rare. Mm-hmm. It has Reach and Trample. Avatar of the Resolute enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So its base stats are 3-2 for green, green. Mm-hmm. You played that in standard. Already. Sure. Like, without any other text. This has Reach and Trample, Mm -hmm. which already makes it better. And that's cool. I mean, that's great. If this was a 3-2 Reach Trample for Green Green, we'd be saying, wow, that's a really good card. And then it has this other ability where if you've got plus one, plus one counters, it gets even bigger. This card is awesome. I think that, like, just from, like, what's it, ounce for ounce, pound for pound, this is the most powerful card in this set in terms of like mana cost versus power and toughness versus other abilities like i think this is the i mean i don't i don't think this is the best card in the set Mm -hmm. by a mile but i think that like this is the strongest card just objectively on like the power level of what it is in the set it's got a lot of text for a two drop yeah in a format that's like lacking good two drops 
well, they sought to fix that with this set, <laughs> it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is ridiculous. Yeah, obviously really I've already good. brewed a deck with this, so... Um, mm-hmm. I, I, but what does that deck look it's like? It's just the, the old mono green aggro deck. So you still have Swordwise Centaur, but there wasn't another two-drop. That that was the green-green for 3-2 with a bunch of flavor text on it. So this is just the the old uh, mono green aggro deck. You know, you've got four of this, four Swordwise Centaur, four Elvish Mystic, uh, four... Um, the 4-2 Flash uh, dude, I can't remember his name. Um, couple Pelucranos, three Nylea's. Boon Seder. Boon Seder. Boon Seder. Uh, one Bow of Nylea, and I'm running one of the new Soraks just to try it out. And uh, four Aspect of Hydra, because that's what makes the deck. And this, wow. this is just the perfect... Uh, <laughs> the perfect target for it mm-hmm. um, just because it has the trample naturally. So yeah, the, it, there's not really a lot of ways to get plus one, plus one counters naturally. I mean, you have the bow, bow of Nylea does it. Pelucros does it. Um, there's not too many other ways to, to do that. Um, but, Oh, I'm sorry. It runs the uh, four reverent hunter. That's the card that gets a natural plus one, plus one counter mm-hmm. two and a green one, one enters the battlefield with plus one, plus one counters equal to your devotion to green. So, that can get really big. And then I initially tried splashing red just for Shaman of the Great Hunt. Because I thought, oh, that would be cool. You crack in with your team. You get a bunch of plus one, plus one counters. And you play Avatar. Um, but then I realized green-white's a much better way to do that. Because if you want, you can play Fleece Mainline instead of the Air of the Wilds, which is good. Um, but now you can also play the new Dramoka's Command. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. I know, I know. That puts on counters and let's talk well, let's talk about it then. All right. Well, and you can play the Ajani Steadfast. Minus them, mm. put plus one, plus one counters on your entire team. Then you drop the Avatar of the Resolute. Mm. Now you're talking. Love the deck. That it, this might be what I play week one. I don't know. That sounds good though. Yeah. It's it's really fast, actually. Um, especially the uh, uh aspect of Hydra draws. But yeah, obviously love it. Whatever. Already brewed a deck with it. Tested a deck with it. So uh, clearly, I am invested. I, I'm, I'm in. I like it. <laughs> Obscuring Aether. I have it as yes. I just want to mention that really quickly. <laughs> it's an enchantment. It costs green. Just oh yeah. Face down creature spells you cast cost one less to cast, and one in a green. Turn it face down. Yeah. <laughs> Becomes a two-two creature. Mm-hmm. What do you think? No. No. Okay. I yes. I've obviously already brewed and tested a deck with this well yeah i guess with the deck that you were running blue green manifest man yeah that's yeah now you don't even have to run your stupid elvish mystics because you just play this turn one that's right you do play this. yeah so turn you you turn you turn one this you can just turn two your radical mystic morphed or you could turn one obscuring aether turn two play another obscuring aether then your morphs just cost one colorless then on turn three you flip your uh, your Radiclaw Mystic and play a turn three Whisperwood Elemental. And then versus Control, you know, after they wrath your board, you just start turning these guys face down. When you don't need them anymore and you have plenty of mana, you start beating in. It's great. I say yes. I already have a deck. Don't know if it's a good deck, but I have a deck. I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's, if it's not this deck, then it's a definite no. And this deck is marginal <laughs> at best. So that's probably a good call. Uh, Sorok, do you like him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, two green green, five four. But you have to have formidable. But if you do, target creature you control gains haste until end of turn. Yeah, but that's great. That's fine, I mean, yeah. Like, 
I mean, 5-4, he's more than halfway getting you to formidable himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Kibler wrote about it, but, you know, you get your board raft, and then at instant speed into that turn, you flash in a Boonsader, untap, cast yeah. him, crack for nine. That's pretty good. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah, it's good. We like it. Anything else? For I mean, uh, Anox Survivalist, just a nice sideboard card for the green-white devotion deck. It's a disenchant on a Megamorph stick. <sighs> yeah, I know. Good, good mirror. Bro. I know. Because I, I bet you you run the, uh, oh, what's that thing called? The two and a green for the two one that just that's a disenchant? Yes. But yes. I bet you manifested him, huh? Oh, many <laughs> times. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow, that oh god, that that gets stupid. I know that good. that was this is one of the cards where I was like, oh come on. Yeah. Deck. Actually, I don't know why I'm so upset because I like the deck. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That is so great. You like any deck that makes control sad. Oh, though. of course. Dramoka's command. Yeah, let's get to the commands. To, yeah. Yeah, read it. So Dramoka's command. It's just green white. So it's not it's not a six mana spell. It's a two mana spell. It, it is. tricked us. They were one mana away from my prediction. <laughs> So, green-white, instant, choose two um, of the following. Prevent all damage, target instant or sorcery spell would deal this turn. Uh, that's probably going to be the one that people forget about, but that's pretty good. Target player sacrifices an enchantment. Well, that's nice. That's that's awesome, in the current standard at least. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. It's not bad. Makes your avatar, you know, the apps of the resolute better. Uh, and then the best one at the end, uh, target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. I'm going to um, take it back. I thought the, the red-green one was going to be the best. You really think this is better than the red-green one, though? All right, let's rank it. Because, I mean, I think we've talked about all the other ones, right? We did. We definitely All right. What's your order? Uh, okay, my rankings are from worst to first. Colagon's Command. That's the black-red one? Ties, oh, yes. Okay. Ojutai's Command, Sulemgar's Command, Dramoka's Command, Atarka's Command. Okay. Mine is pretty similar. Um, I'm going to go from first to worst. I'm going to start with the best one. I think it's the white one. All right. I was wrong. This one, at least in standard, is the best one. For my standard deck, I agree. Dramoka's Command is the best <laughs> command in standard. It, it goes in the decks that exist today. Like, this slots right into Abzan Aggro. It slots into Green-White. Yep. Um, uh-huh. It just does everything you want to do. You have main deck Disenchant, but you don't even have to do that. Although, this is, a, this is a little dead versus Control, but that's about yeah. the only thing it's got going against it. Yeah, it's so good that it's the only white card I'm splashing in that mono green aggro deck. Just because it's it's removal, it's extra plus one, plus one counters, it's an out to just crazy enchantments. I mean, it's such a blowout to to kill one of their creatures and <laughs> destroy an enchantment. Yeah, so anyway, I think the green-white one's the best. I think the green-red one's the second best. I'm going to go with a blue-white one being the third best, just because of it's, it's slightly cheaper than the blue-black one, but I think they're very similar. Uh, and I think the black-red one's the worst. Now, there's one last little thing on another um, multicolored creature that we should not talk about otherwise. Enduring Scale Lord, four green-white. It's a creature dragon, four-four flyer. And whenever one or more plus-one, plus-one counters are placed on another creature you control, you may put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Enduring Scale Lord. So if you have two of these and you somehow get a plus-one, plus-one counter on any of your creatures... Maybe uh, Dramoka's Command? Yeah, you could do that. Or you could have Onofenza, the Kintree Spirit, out. And cast your second one, it triggers, bolster. And when you bolster, then they just go off. Now you have infinitely large Enduring Scale Lords. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's there. 
why aren't you saying it's good? <laughs> it's because it's not. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous, though. Uh, I mean, now that's something you should tutor for. All right, so let's get to the Elder Dragons. Rank them. Uh, I, guess I, I guess you went first you. last time. I'll go first this time. Okay, you go first. You go first. Number one, I'm going to go with the blue-white one because it's the, the cheapest. Number two, and it protects itself. <laughs> uh, number two, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the black-red one because it hits your opponent immediately. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so that's typically why you'd want to pay five mana for like a flying creature. Because it's just... Six mana. Yeah, I know. That's I was thinking of Stormbreath Dragon, but that's why you'd want to pay six is you get in there for six immediately. That seems that still seems decent. Number three, I'm going to go with... Oh, boy. I'm going to go with the Dromoka. Seems good. Um, it's uncounterable, and then they can't cast spells during your turn, so like you're safe to do whatever you want the rest of the turn, and then they have to answer it at sorcery speed during their turn. Seems good. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Silumgar, even though everyone thinks that's the best one. I don't know. I like the old Silumgar better. I liked him better when he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like a leader or anything. Like that. I liked him when he was like, you know, underground or whatever. And then the green red one because he cost seven. Although he still might be really good. He's, I mean, he's the best one on paper in terms of just stats, but he costs too much. Actually, you know what? Just because everyone likes Silmgar, I'm going to make him last. You green, green, red <laughs> one's the second, second last. Okay. You know, honestly, we're we're pretty close on all of these because, like, I think that Ojutai one, Colagon mm-hmm. two. I think Dramoka three. I think my rankings are your original rankings. <laughs> With the green red one the um, worst. Yes, yes. Um, I I like Dragonlord Jamoka. I think Dragonlord Colagon is actually really good, and I think that one's going to see a lot of play. I think the Dragonlord Jamoka, besides Ojutai, is the most obviously played card mm-hmm. because it fits into green white devotion, and um, you know, can't be countered is pretty huge. Um. There are enough things that you're playing that they would probably want to use a hero's downfall on that I almost feel like this could get through. And the fact they have to like waste their, you know, they have to play it at sorcery speed to kill it is just awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm changing it. Ojutai 1, Dramoka 2, Colagon 3, Solemgar 4, Atarka 5. All right. That's my final answer. All right, there's some differences. Yeah, because when I more I think about Dramoka... It's like, wow, they're really, you know, in a deck that wants to leave up mana, if they don't want to take a bunch of damage from this um, and kill, you know, and actually maybe counter something my next turn, they're going to have to waste mana to kill this. So I think that's really good. Anyway, uh, pre-releases are this weekend. Uh, Go have fun. Roll some dice, add some pieces of cardboard, and get some sweet Evolving Wilds promo art and other promos. That's what Magic's all about. So magic's all about is hitting things <laughs> with dice. It really evokes the spirit of the yeah, game. Yeah, I'm just going to start doing it during the middle of the match. <laughs> no, you don't have lethal. I actually knocked over your deck with this dice. So I decked you when you lost. <laughs> Everyone within cool. the sound of my voice do that. And until then, we are tired. I mean, um, we are Yo MTG Tap. Stop bitching, start brewing. I can't complain in my own land.
never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so uptight. Sag wicked jeans was hella mean, mug right strike. Android thinking combined, Libro Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip hop, you rap vaguely, I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high, dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones, couldn't cope with it. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>